0: This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast. Episode number sixty-five for Sunday, December second, two thousand
1: eighteen. Will you fight for the honor of Grayskull? Grayskull.
0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as the Shadow.
1: I'm Katie Carty-Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> sorry. <I> was, <laughs> for some reason, I got into my head that Josh was next. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I am Martin Penny, also known
3: as Rocky Martin. I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratosmacker.
4: And I'm Josh Lioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. There he is. There you go. <laughs> we're back. Ooh. Because oh, it's
0: we have like two weeks.
1: I know. Amazing. It's like,
0: how did that happen?
1: <laughs> she <laughs> happened. That's what happened.
0: Oh, yeah. New
2: media.
1: <laughs> we
2: have never been
0: so alive. <laughs> Very well stated, Martin. Very well stated.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Especially for the first episode we're going to be tackling in this episode.
0: Indeed. I have a feeling that this episode is probably Katie's favorite episode of the entire series.
1: <laughs> I, I still need to watch all of the multiple. I mean, I've, I've seen them all at least two times, some three. But I feel like I need to watch all of them at least another one or two to really narrow it down. But it's up there. It's definitely <clears throat> up there.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to start by talking about, obviously, the flowers for Shira, which we should point out is a lovely callback to Perfuma's episode in the original series, which was titled, you know, Flowers for Hordak that we all love. Indeed.
1: <coughs> <coughs> love it.
0: Aren't you, you're not going to sing her conga line?
1: <laughs> I can never remember if it's just like... La
0: la, la 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 la.
1: Oh, that's right. La la's. Yeah. There's something different about it.
0: And then all the troopers join in.
1: <laughs> so they're wearing flower lace and it's amazing. <laughs> and that sort of happens in this episode.
0: We'll get oh, to yeah. But there's definitely a lot of callbacks to the original uh, perfuma operations, if you will, in, in this episode. I, I wanted yeah. to point out, too, that so the first half kind of of the she season is episodes that, you know, obviously we get the She-Ra origin and then you get kind of introduced to one princess kind of after another in the first half of the season. Would you say that's a fair assessment?
4: Yeah. Well, at least characters anyway, right? Yeah. We get to just, they're not all like Raz is introduced in episode three, but that's not a character or not a princess per se, but yeah, like the various characters we get introduced to along the way setting everything up.
0: Yes. So the lovely people of Plumeria send a distress signal to Bright Moon. And that's how we get, you know, best friend squad to go and help <laughs> Perfuma whose um you know area on Etheria is dying basically because the horde is polluting uh the area with some type of machinery and we learn that um Perfuma uh, gets her power from this This well they all have those powers from those rune stones right like her mm. rune stone is inside this like really big tree
1: the heart blossom which I never put together that there was a rune stone in that until you just said that but that makes perfect <laughs> sense <laughs> there's literally a giant pink stone in it like how did I miss that <laughs>
0: This is why you need to watch the episodes three times, Kate.
1: Yes, clearly twice was not enough. <laughs> Wait, I think I had seen it three times. No, nope, I, I got no excuses.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I I saw this, so I watched these two episodes we're gonna talk about today yesterday again. I had only seen this one. Uh, I'd only seen this one once before, so this was my second watch through definitely enjoyed it more the second time through and with the perspective of the rest of the season as well so Hmm. i think i think a lot of the episodes you need to see maybe once or twice probably especially if you're an old fan uh coming into this to you kind of have to kind of warm up to this at least i did i had to kind of warm up to this series a little bit and definitely enjoyed this episode more the second time
0: I, I, w- I agree with you there. Um, and I my theory on that is, is the first three episodes, uh, Sword 1, Sword 2, and Raz, kind of like complete the basis of, of the She-Ra origin, right? So you're kind of on that high where you've just like received all this information. Then it kind of went like, okay, Perfuma's trees are dying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like a kind of like, okay, this episode is okay. And then we get to the Seagate, which... Is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, so I think then like it went back up, like my, uh, I don't know what to say, Your my enjoyment. happiness level, yeah, my enjoyment <laughs> levels. Not that I didn't enjoy this episode, but yeah. So I think going back and watching it, I found more. I also picked up on more like little things, like like they mentioned like Beast Island in this yes. episode, and I Shira really quickly because I, I, I think I thought she said that she. When they're talking about, like, the legend of She-Ra and, and uh, Adora is like, yes. And, you know, the legend also says that I fought the, I thought she said Minotaur. Mantisaur.
1: But when I watched
0: it, the, yeah, when I watched it the second time, she said Mantisaur. And I was like, oh, that's Hordak's, you know, uh, bug vehicle thing. So I was like, oh, now is that I'm like,
2: that is? yeah,
0: so I'm like, oh, okay, they're totally, this is a throwback to, you know, the original, um uh, series and toy line for for Hordax, so nice. you know I picked up on, on more of that, and probably because I was watching that episode at like four twenty a.m. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say four twenty because isn't that like a drug reference? So like we'll say four fifteen a.m. <laughs> And you know, I had already been up all night waiting for Shira to premiere, so that that could have also why I, I thought she said the Minotaur.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there were several, I think, original like OG references in this one. Um, King Micah is talked about at the very beginning. Yes, Dora is not used to her new room the bed is way too soft and then she like tries to make it not soft and she destroys it and there's feathers everywhere and it's hilarious (laughs) and she runs into queen angela out in the hallway and she sees the i guess it's a painting or whatever of king Micah. yeah and can you remind me what his story was in the original series
0: well he He had he had an episode okay
1: so he wasn't dead
0: Someone online. said he was. I'm not sure who. was talking. That was me. But then I, okay. I, I realized I was about to contradict what you just said, and I was probably wrong.
2: <laughs> I, I thought I thought I remembered him being like missing in action.
0: Oh was yeah, yeah. Did they yeah, find him like, at the
2: end of the episode?
0: <laughs> um. But yeah. He was. Did he he was back? missing. Like that was like the whole. I think you know the premise of, uh, the original episode. And I wasn't he like you know there were the the hunger the harpy. And, and they were kind of involved um, um, with that. Um, but he does he does come back in that episode. But like he gives that like total excuse as to like, <laughs> you know, he it, he's going to be able to do more good if he is not back in the kingdom. You know, yeah. and he'll like he will come back, you know, when the when the horde is gone and all of that. Uh, type thing, which is probably really because they really couldn't use him in every episode that Queen Angela was in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Dude, what a twist it would be if she thinks he's dead all of these years, and then he shows up in a later season.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm totally expecting that to happen. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely think that that will happen. One thing
2: that I saw from,
0: um, like, just reading through comments on um, social media
2: and stuff, was somebody who was obviously new to the series and had no knowledge of who King Micah was in the original series, who had said, uh, like, had this theory that King Micah was secretly Hordak. And everyone was like, oh, my God, what if he is? And that was like, this whole <laughs> chain of comments. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs>
1: that's amazing. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Crack can, that I, theory can, I just, can I just say, related to, uh, to all of that, that you know, with the the different personalities and different characterizations we get with all all the different characters in this series compared to the original, uh, most of them, uh, for me anyway, are just sort of different. They're not necessarily better or worse. For the most part, they're you know they're just d- very different versions on some of these characters. I think, though, hands down, Angela is a huge improvement over classic Shira. Hmm.
2: I would agree. I think she's one of my favorite characters in this version, whereas in the original, I, she wasn't really particularly noticeable.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I don't have strong memories of her from the original mm. series either, but I definitely do in the new one. She makes a, a big impression.
4: I think a lot of it's got to do with the voice.
2: She has an excellent voice actress.
4: Yes. Yeah. Excellent the, the, original, the original Angela just always kind of irritated me in, in the old show so for what i'm not even sure exactly why but she always did uh, this one uh is uh i, I yeah uh, she's she's much more queen-like <laughs> in mm-hmm. this one
1: but i, also I think it helped love- oh go ahead i was just gonna say i also love her relationship with clever and
0: their the, dynamic
3: yes. yeah i was adorable.
1: just thinking the same thing
0: that's what i was gonna say like they're really fleshing that out mm-hmm. and i think that's helping us with that character
1: yeah, because that didn't really happen in the original series, did it?
0: Not to this extent, no. I mean, we knew that, you know, in the five-parter or The Secret of the Sword, you know, it's they're trying to free Angela from Hunga. But it's really just, you know, Glimmer commenting that it's her mother. That's there. They never had the development to this extent that this series has given um, to them. That's why I really hope that Micah does come back. Mm-hmm. In a later episode, because I think that will that will add a very interesting dynamic, especially if they thought, you know, they think he's dead, he's actually alive, etc., etc., etc. Hey, maybe he'll end up being Hordak.
1: You'll Martin, never know. no. who knows?
0: <laughs> it's a new even series. Though, who knows? Even though I think a few of us might have saw the little spoilers about Hordak that the was that the New York Times one of those articles accidentally posted. Um. So I'm leaning towards he's not King Micah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Might find something else out at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then we also meet Spinerella and Natasa for the first time. They're so cute. I mean, it's very brief.
3: Oh, that's when they're just hanging out at the table? Yeah. Yes. And they're like, yeah, we don't know what they do. Yep. <laughs> they're just there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is such an interesting... It's very interesting how, like, yeah, Bo is saying that. I love it because in a, what, in a later episode, like, Natasa is like, Nets. I throw Nets. It's <laughs> yeah. in my name. <laughs> Natasa. <my> <laughs> I toss Nets. Like, I love it because, you know, He-Man and Shira you know, throughout the years have gotten some flack, right, for, like, the, like, kind of on-the-nose names, right? Tongue Lasher mm-hmm. and all, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I kind of love... Just like how when Madam Raz was like "Horsey" is a stupid name, like <laughs> I, like this is the same kind of thing. She's like, "Hello, use your brain." My name is Natasa. I throw nets. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, another thing I wanted to just uh, mention briefly on this episode too uh, that I was sort of neat, and I can't I can't remember if this uh, ever happened in the classic Shira, but it did in all the other Masters shows that we've had. So. In the Filmation Human, we've got like the, uh, what is it, Prince Adam No More? The the ones where, uh, there's a couple episodes where Adam sort of lets you know, doesn't either questions who, you know, the, his power, or whether mm-hmm. he wants to be doing this, blah, blah, wants to be things. It kind of has a identity crisis, so to speak. We had uh, The Courage of Adam in the 2000X show, which was kind of the same vein. And now we're kind of getting this one uh, where she's really struggling with, you know, I don't know how to use this power, I can't make this. It's kind of in that, again, that's sort of that same theme, which I don't think we ever got in the Filmation She-Ra show originally, so it's kind of interesting to see that fresh take on it, too.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. It, it it does a, like, you know, in the original series, right, when, when Adora becomes She-Ra, it's just like she's she's completely in control and understands her powers. I mean, she, she finds out she has new powers, right? Like when she figures out she can heal uh right. swift wind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like, you know, she's already like leaping, jumping, you know, all, all that stuff uh, in, in the, right after she turns to Shira. What I liked about this one is Adora. And I don't, it might've been in the Madam Raz uh, episode. Uh, she comments to Glimmer and Bo something about like, you know, I don't understand how to even, you know, turn She-Ra on. And, like, last time when I turned into her, it was, like, very overwhelming and I felt, like, out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's whenever she kind of, like, just cleared that whole, like, Trench that had all those horde troopers and, and everything in it. Like, and she had that very like possessed look on her face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's a very nice touch and that's a very, I didn't think about that, but yeah, the original series did not really have an episode like that. Whereas we saw with Adam kind of struggling. Cause like when, it, when, a, when, when she lost her powers, if you will, in, in the original series, like stone and the sword, right. Adora was just like, Psh, I got this and you know, she got it done <laughs> and then turned back into She-Ra. Um, so, no, it's very interesting how they are kind of setting up her getting used to the powers, which is a more realistic take, I would think, um, on it. Definitely. Yep. Little thing, I don't know if anyone noticed, I noticed it um, on subsequent viewings, is there's a scene where Shadow Weaver is berating Ketra and they are in the, that locker room area that, like, Adora was in in the first episode, like when she was like Mm -hmm. kicking that um, punching bag thing, Um, there's like a little drawing of She-Ra on Catra's locker and she rips it down (laughs) when Shadow Weaver comes in. And it's
1: like one of the other cadets drew it and put it there to mess with her, I think. Oh, I didn't think about that. Maybe. she grabs it, you know, she pulls it down and just tears it up Mm -hmm. when Shadow Weaver comes around. Um, But I but it's, it also still feels like she's covering for Adora. I feel like Shadow Weaver mm-hmm. still doesn't know that Adora is Shira yet. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine Catra drawing that and putting it up on her locker. I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I feel like one of the other cadets that does know is messing with her. Because she uh, saw it and just like ripped it off. And yeah, it was like her riding Swift Wind, which was... And it was like... It was like it had been drawn, like, by a four-year-old. It was so funny. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, be, that's a good point because it wasn't it in the previous episode or what have you that Lonnie, the, the other, like, you know, Horde cadet, kind of, like, says something to Katra like, you know, well, you were right next to this, you know, warrior woman and you didn't even lay a hand on her. Mm. And then Katra's like, well, I know her secret. And Lonnie's like, well, what is it? She's like, I'm not going to tell you. Um, so but that could be like you know maybe Lonnie drew it and stuck it up to like taunt her like haha you were right there and you couldn't even like
3: yeah that totally makes sense take care of business
1: (laughs) and isn't Lonnie a reused name from the original series
0: yes she's in the episode friendship okay and she was like Adora's um you know bff like she would Basically, I mean, she's kind of, you know, it's one of those episodes where you're like, oh, really? She was BFFs with Lonnie? Where was she in Secret of the Sword? Um, but uh, it's the same same type of premise. It's kind of like who Katra would have been, I guess, in in this series. Yeah. It would have been Lonnie. But I, I do like the use of the name. And Lonnie sounds like it fits in with the world. Kyle, not so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really scratching my head on the use of the name Kyle. <laughs> yeah. If I may. Yeah, I just think it's that one doesn't really fit.
3: See, I think Uh they did that on purpose because he's supposed to be like this ordinary. Like odd man out. Yeah. So I feel like they did that to kind of play up, you know, that he's kind of like the ordinary dude who's, you know, in the situation. Everybody else is better than he is Mm -hmm. at everything. He's just Kyle you know yeah i I wonder
4: if maybe eventually they might pull more uh more rabbits out of hats or whatever find out more stuff with him uh because we've already also gotten the comment in what episode two i think or episode one where uh where bo comments on adora's name being also very unusual for a horde uh soldier oh, or whatever right right right. and so i wonder hmm. the two of them uh, if there is something some sort of uh uh not relationships in terms of the between the two of them but like some you know if kyle ends up being a more more important character later on down the road because they were both sort of outcasts in that way are you
2: suggesting he is he-man josh
4: <laughs> I am not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, that's maybe exactly he's... <laughs> what was going in my head. I was like, "What if they would have named him Adam?" Yeah, and like they never made him He Man or whatever. But like he was—he's obviously a blonde boy.
1: Oh, that would have been. Well, such or maybe a red he hair. came
4: from Eternia or something. Uh, yeah, when Odora did, you know, or <laughs> something along those lines.
1: Well, if. Adora was stolen from another planet. Who's to say Kyle wasn't? He could be like a human child who was named Kyle. That's <laughs> true. Yeah.
4: That's true. Or they were triplets instead of twins, and this <laughs> yeah. two of, they stole two of the three. I'm Adora and yeah. Kyle.
1: <laughs> that name <scheme> makes <laughs> total sense.
2: <laughs> it will be a flashback at some point with Shadow Weaver. <laughs> you idiot! You grabbed Kyle. <laughs> He's of no use to us. <laughs>
0: He's not destined for anything.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. It's
0: uh, just some other little trivia things I liked in this was I liked that. um, So Perfuma and her like band of hippies and Katie, we were talking about this before the episode uh, knew who She-Ra was um, like the legend of She-Ra, whereas like Glimmer, Bo. In the next episode, Mermista, they don't seem to know the legend of Shira, so I thought that was interesting. And Katie, you you explained to me why.
1: Yeah, I think it's because of the carving on the Heart Blossom Tree that Perfuma shows to them. She like lifts up a branch, and there is this carving there that shows Shira like saving. The people from something and yes. it sounded like over the generations they've passed down these stories of the great feats that shira has done and then Bo goes on and starts embellishing and saying that she's also done this and this and this um but yeah it, it seems like it's a, a common uh kind of bedtime story or around the campfire thing that they talk about in their community whereas in the others um yeah that that knowledge has just kind of been lost or not talked about i mean even angela knows of it but she clearly never talked to glimmer about it yeah um so yeah because yeah.
0: because angela instantly recognizes that it's Shira. Mm-hmm. um so that was kind of cool i also, hope they... a oh, go ahead.
4: kingdom also mermis's kingdom it seems like it's kind of isolated from everywhere yeah. else too yeah. which yeah. might explain why uh they don't have much memory of it either
1: true
0: I do hope, um, like, you know how, the, back to the legend, or the legend that she fought the Mantisaur, Um, I'm really hoping that in subsequent seasons, that Light Hope gives um, Adora more flashbacks of what the previous she did, because I yes. think that's kind of like a prime opportunity for them to throw in some more Easter eggs for us, like, such as maybe, maybe she sees when Mara fought the Mantisaur, and that's when she got us stuck in Despondos somehow like like things like that i think will be would be welcomed i think of you yeah. little, little cool tidbits right
1: and i'd love to see like the previous generation of princesses that mm-hmm. all abandoned the princess alliance um and why you know what went down why they abandoned it um and see some of those characters i mean we only know of angela the rest seem to be dead or gone or we don't know um mm-hmm. But maybe we'd see, like, a younger Angela, although she's immortal, so she might look the same. Never mind. Um.
0: Well, but, yeah, she might look young. They could do younger, though, or they might show, like, a flashback of King Micah and yeah. how did he die. Maybe he died when the Horde invaded.
1: Yeah, that's what she says. He was the first casualty of the Horde. Yeah. Um Oh, I hope he's not dead, though. That would be so But cool. that
4: it, it does raise some weird questions, uh, though, uh, across a lot of things, right? Like, because it seems like the Horde have been here for a while. Uh, Glimmer mm-hmm. doesn't seem that old, but Angela is a, an immortal queen. So she could have been around for any length of time, So the timeline around angela and the horde invasion everything else to me at, at least at this point seems really uh it doesn't seem to be fitting together real well maybe maybe it will eventually but th- there seems to be some uh some breaks in the timeline that don't quite fit together well angela would not have been here a thousand years ago
0: because that's when shira was on Etheria right and Angela says she's, you know, knows of the legend of She-Ra, but she kind of just thought she was a myth. Right. So she never actually saw She-Ra in the flesh. So I'm assuming, I may, maybe like, maybe it'll be more explained of how... The where did one,
4: Angela you, come from? That, yeah, like, like where, where did
0: she come from? Like, are you born and then you're an immortal baby and you still grow up to look <laughs> like an adult? I don't know how that works.
4: Yeah, it's weird. It's very... But but then she has Glimmer, who seems to be mortal, right? Because she, yes. she talks as if she's mortal, not mm-hmm. so that hasn't been passed out. It's all very strange. It's probably
0: right, because King Micah was mortal, gets with Angela. It's like that whole, like... You know, on Bewitched. Ooh, will the baby be a witch or not?
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guess there. I mean, depending on how old Glimmer is, we could kind of backtrack from there and say how long the horde has been there. So, if we say she's sixteen, say you know she was conceived and then the horde invaded, so she may have never even known her father. Mm-hmm. Um, but it. Yeah, it seems like they can't have been there much longer than that because Adora also seems around that age, maybe slightly older. Um, but I'd say like less than twenty years. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. Well, because it's weird too. Because if Mara got them stuck in Despondos, that was a thousand years ago at least.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then did the was the horde already on the planet, or did the horde invade them? I think by they, say, they
2: say that the Horde crash-landed, don't they, in a later episode?
0: Maybe. Sh- they do kind of show a crash-landing on oh, the flashbacks yeah. that Adora has. And then they show that portal with the baby crying.
1: Uh-huh. That would make sense. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. maybe the Horde crashed, and then the magical powers on Eternia find this out and sent. Adora as the sacrificial baby. <laughs> <laughs> sacrificial baby.
1: <laughs> Poor Adora. It's like, sorry, we only want a boy because we're a monarchy and we have to.
4: We're have missing pieces to this puzzle. There's <gasps> definitely missing pieces.
0: But yeah. isn't it great that there's so many layers, like how we're thinking of this? Like Totally. Love it.
1: So much room for speculation. Yeah. Yes. And yes. then Bo gets a hat made of flowers. My <laughs> oh, <yeah>. hat. <laughs> Ooh, I get a hat. And I I just I mean, I love Bo all all over this series. But in this episode, or both of these episodes actually, specifically, um, I know in a lot of other fandoms we've had talks about like toxic masculinity and how new properties are trying to combat that and Bo like embodies that like he's totally cool having a hat of flowers he's totally (laughs) cool kind of man crushing on Seahawk like he's just not a you know macho macho man he's just he's he's himself and he's cool and he's great and he doesn't need to fit in like some narrow stereotype and I love that about him so yeah I love the hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bo
0: is one of my overall favorite characters from the series. I really like the way they reimagined him and, and his costume because it actually, it, to me, his costume is a modern update of the original, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the other um, She-Ra characters have gotten costumes that are kind of very different from their originals. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, I'm just saying that I really love how his kind of does remind me a lot of the original um, outfit.
1: Yeah, I like that so. too.
0: Oh, also, um, f- just for the fans, um, if you missed it, Grizzlor is in that episode. And really, that's the only other male member of the Horde besides Hordak, well, an, an imp, if you count it, that are. Um, have appeared in these 13 episodes. Like we haven't seen like Mantena or any of these people, but Grizzlor there. And in the credits, it does say the voice actor is playing Grizzlor. So confirmed. Yes. Yeah. So we, he looked... we,
2: I... go ahead. I was just going to say he looked, he was another character who looked very much like uh, his filmation self.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. You could tell who he was. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah I That's hope why was... I like
0: that. It said Grizzlor too, in the credits and it didn't just say, horde soldier or something
1: yeah Party guy
4: <laughs> yeah I do hope we see more of the kind of classic horde uh characters in season two or subsequent seasons or or whatever just more more of the more horde in general like mm-hmm. like I, which is another reason why I tend to wonder if there's more to Kyle down the road because they could have made it that it made instead of that character had it be a horde member that were that the fans are already aware of right like it didn't have Mm -hmm. to be they didn't have to create somebody completely new um but they did so uh i really hope that we we do see more of the the horde characters that we're familiar with uh coming up here i got catra and scorpia and shadow Weaver were great and hordak is well done what we see of him but Uh, but there's just the Horde was such a huge uh, had such a huge cast of characters it would be nice to see some more of those
1: yeah and speaking of Horde characters um, we see Shadow Weaver having an issue with her runestone in this episode for the first time where it's like the thing on her head starts like painting her or something is like resisting her and she has to go back to the big runestone and put her hands on it and kind of recharge um, which is interesting. I hope we figure out more about why that's happening and why she got that in the first place, etc. And then we find out that Hordak just does not care that Adora defected and he's like, stop wasting your resources going after this one person and just take over all of Etheria. Stop it. So that's also interesting. I think we talked about that in our last episode, but just wanted to bring it back up real quick.
0: Yeah, we did. I, I like that dynamic. Like, Hordak doesn't seem to think there's anything special about Adora, and for some reason, Shadow Weaver does. And mm-hmm. we don't know yet the motivation. I mean, maybe we'll never know the motivation. I don't know. Oh. Unless there's a flashback with her as a bebe. <laughs> 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 yeah. But the goal of the episode, right, was to get Perfuma to join the new Princess Alliance, and, of course, they succeed. <laughs>
1: It's so cute how they how they go about it, though, because just her personality and all of the inhabitants of uh, Plumer- Plumeria, I think it is, um, are that kind of hippie commune, all about peace and harmony. They're not about war and fighting. So they're like, you know, the universe will save us in its own time. And she was like, the universe is not going to fix this we need to fix this (laughs) and finally when you know she gets the note that they've gone to fight the horde even without their help then they're like oh they would sacrifice themselves just for you know they don't even know us and they're trying to help us then we should fight back i i thought that was just a great way to go about showing the the change in because yeah harmony and peacefulness is the overall goal but when you've got a horde army attacking your place of residence and poisoning your land you kind of need to do something about it um or try to help those that are so i, I like that and there's I, I, oh, go ahead
4: i was just gonna say when when perfuma gives that speech uh toward day in there you know oh they're helping us and risking their lives and blah blah, blah. we need to go help them let's march or whatever Am I the only one? I don't. I. I. It's something about the delivery uh, that the the actress gives of that little monologue or whatever that shades of Phoebe Buffay from Friends for some. Reason. <laughs> for me, it was just like I could so see Phoebe giving that same speech somehow.
1: That's hilarious, and now I'm not going to be able to listen to Perfume and talk about Phoebe. <laughs> there is something
2: very phoebe-esque about it. <laughs> yeah there is
1: wow that's a really good catch <laughs> and then there's the magical lizard transformation too which cracks me up <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> when she's trying to heal the trees and she keeps either blowing them up or doing things that are
0: not healing and then she accidentally... yeah real productive there shira right <laughs> <laughs>
1: lizards just like oh i'm colorful now and i can fly bye (laughs) i hope we see more of things like that and what was with that guy that had like the surfer dude accent (laughs) (laughs) that was a little like what (laughs) i mean it was okay but i just wasn't expecting it
0: i think they were overselling the yeah the the hippie kind of aspect of of perfuma's village
1: but I would expect more of a stoned kind of. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah.
0: Were you watching it at 4.20 in the morning
1: too? <laughs> oh, and the, there was some really great music I wanted to point out. Um, when she is trying to finally heal the heart blossom tree itself, um, when she's like pointing the sword at it, there's just this great music playing in the background that's gorgeous. And I love it. And I want a track of it.
0: I want to know where the soundtrack is because to me, it seemed like they were going to like release the theme song on iTunes and like that didn't happen. And they did release soundtracks for their Voltron show um, for each season. So I please want a soundtrack. The music, some of it just as an aside, there is something playing in a later episode when Adora is um, being con- kind of confronted by Light Hope. And like, Light Hope is showing her all of those like things. Then she's, she's like, these images make you feel guilt or something like that. Oh, the music just pulls on you. It's really good.
1: Mm. I don't remember that piece right we'll, now. We'll talk
0: about that in a, a later uh, recording of Master's Cast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will pay special attention next time.
0: <laughs> it's right, you will.
1: <laughs> and we have to mention Perfuma going all evil seed, because that was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was more like nice seed, but still, yeah. it reminded <laughs> me of evil seed.
3: She definitely embraced her inner evil seed. there. Yes. and that was, was that the was really the, what finally pushed her to join the alliance mm-hmm. right because then she would get to fight
1: <laughs> that's <Yes>. true <laughs> i forget the quote but it's like yeah i'll be able to fight people with flowers more often now that's great <laughs> <laughs> amazing and there's bullshit well, oh, go of, ahead sorry a couple of good quotes um glimmer says I just I like quotes, especially things that are like kind of important to the overall theme of the show and etc. Glimmer says at one point, She-Ra is not the reason we like you. We like you because you're our friend. Because Adora is like is doubting herself and thinks the only reason they want her around is because they like She-Ra, not her. And they're like, no, actually, we like you as Adora. She-Ra is just a bonus. And then at the end... um, I forget if it's glimmer or Beau. one of them says do you have any idea how annoying you'd be if you were perfect <laughs> um and i just love that because it's like yeah flawed hero that's the thing i love is when a hero is not perfect and they have things they have to work through and flaws to explore and, and overcome and all of that so i thought that was cool and i loved the sleepover and then best Friend Squad! <laughs>
2: I, one bit that we I don't think we've mentioned is when at the very start of this episode, Adora gets her new bedroom, and she's like showing her all the different features of the bedroom. And she's like, here's your waterfall." He's like, "Is the waterfall for showering?" And she's like, oh, 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 "For showering," because that was like a crazy question. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. yeah, and like Adora's only used to sleeping on like this like paper thin mattress, so like yeah. she's like. <laughs> yes. what? what's up with this bed? (laughs) And then
1: they give her one at the end during the sleepover. It's so sweet. (laughs) But yeah, like when Glimmer wakes up and Adora is just in her bed, (laughs) she's like, what the (laughs) heck? It falls off.
4: (laughs) Well, that's sort of a callback, right? To Catra being curled up at the bottom of her bunk in the episode before that, or a couple episodes before that. Cute. I really want to know what the waterfall is for
1: now. <laughs> 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 Aesthetics, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's to provide that nice white noise. Then, when you a, <laughs> go, I Maybe. need one of those. Yeah. Well, speaking of water, should we sail over to
4: Selenius?
2: Adventure. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, I I want to start this conversation. <laughs> I just have one thing uh, that I really uh, want to get out of the way. This episode has such a Disney movie vibe to it, doesn't it? Like, it feels like this could have been a, a Disney animated feature. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Like, the sensibility of the story. And, and you know, it, it's even got the, the musical numbers in, yeah. in it. Like, it's just, it's so, it feels so much like a Disney movie to me.
1: Yeah, they really don't take themselves seriously in on this one. It's very tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> funny. I mean, there are some more serious moments, but for the most part, it's just hilarious. And, yeah, I, c- I can see where you're going with that thought. Sure.
0: Well, I liked it off the bat just because they used a lot of stuff from the original show. <laughs> um, Ooh, you know, because, well, Selenius is in an episode of Shira. Is it I think it's in the Pearl. That's a Mermista episode. So like we would think Mermista's from the Crystal Falls, because normally she's shown at the Crystal Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, but they show Selenius in that, or they talk about it, I can't remember. And uh it's but it's underwater. It's not like a thing with the gate and like above the sea and all that stuff. Um and back in the original, the first time we met Seahawk was in Seaworthy as well. So they used the proper town names. I'm just like Thank you it's for funny. using the proper town names. I don't know. It's just little things like that that make an old fan happy.
1: Yes, <laughs> love it. Little love letters to us. Yeah,
0: yes. there's
3: so many, like, Easter eggs and, you know, throwbacks to the original series.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, well they, basically, they, they, they convince Angela to let them go to find, you know, Mermista to, like, hook up with her. And they figure... Or I think Adora points out that they need not only a boat, but like a sea captain, Mm -hmm. Um, which also kind of, I mean, that premise, I mean, obviously it was done as a plot device to get Seahawk, but I, when they're actually on the boat, it seems like they all know how to operate a boat. So like, I I didn't really (laughs) understand and like, and, 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 and Glimmer you are was like, a
4: Strangely well, overqualified crew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, Glimmer was just
0: like, Well, we needed your map. And I'm like, D- Glimmer pulled up like a digital um, 3D map, or someone did at that round table with like Angela and stuff, like pointing at like, Selenius is here. And it's the, di- I'm like, So I don't know why you needed
4: it. Was his that map. Glimmer that did that, or was it Shimmer? <laughs> yeah. you or maybe it twinkle, was twinkle. twinkle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it was oh. sparkle. Definitely sparkle.
4: The the
0: writing and delivery of the lines of this episode yeah. were so good. I think this is the episode I've watched the most. I think I've seen it about seven or eight times.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. It's yeah. so good.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, getting, it's my favorite.
4: Secret. Try getting taken seriously when your superpower is sparkles. I still <laughs> just she says that cracks me up every time. Every time like, it cracks me up. I love how every you have the one... line.
1: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just gonna say oh, Josh has the entire episode memorized already. It makes me really <laughs> happy. <laughs> Go ahead, Martin. <laughs> I
2: was just gonna say every other line is very quotable in this episode. It <laughs> is. <laughs> I like the didn't realize where, uh... how
1: much until y'all started doing that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the bit that made me laugh out loud that I'd forgotten about when I rewatched it was when Shira jumps off the boat to fight the monster, and <laughs> Glimmer's just getting more and more annoyed. And you just get like <laughs> a long shot of the boat, and you just hear her voice like,
3: "Shira, get back in the boat!" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like Seahawk just takes them there to to show off to show them the monster. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't need to go there. He's just like, eh. You
1: know. Adventure! Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What does he say? Like, he wants to give them a good story to tell their friends when it's over? Yeah, yeah. 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 But
4: then she stole his thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, as someone who,
2: like, didn't really like... I did nothing against him, per se, in the original series, but he was far from being... I think one of my favorite characters, he was just like generic pirate guy, yeah. <laughs> generic, charming pirate man. And in this series, I think he's possibly my favorite character. So <laughs> it,
4: It's funny though. Cause I think in this one, he is, he's still the same character. He's just funnier. Like they, I, I don't feel like they, they changed his character a lot. He, he always had that sort of, you know, oversized ego or whatever. Um, at least from what I remember, it's been a while since I've seen like Acre's Loft and whatever, but I seem to remember that being part of his character, and in this one, it's just like, okay, we've amped that up, and we've you know we've given him a lot of really great lines, and uh but it seems like they were fairly true to the character overall. yeah, they
2: embrace the ridiculousness of <laughs> yeah of yeah, like yeah, yeah, crazy pirate captain guy, and <laughs> I think it really works.
4: The fact that he keeps setting his ships on fire—how well. <laughs> yeah. did that happen? Yeah, he's a little bit of a pyro, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I set it on
1: fire. <laughs> Back in the old days, they thought it was charming.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one one big change they made with him. Besides, you know him being funny and setting things on fire, um, <laughs> is uh, that in the original show he was Adora's love interest, whereas here he is Mermista's love interest, and we find out basically that they at least have, have been on several dates, including the tunnel
4: of love, yeah. the dolphin, the, the, or the dolphin ball, or something, right? Yeah, the
1: yeah, yeah, dolphin social. Right.
4: But the it's like the that... dolphin ball. Because he got into an ar- argument with the doorman, she said. Yeah. <laughs> Char- challenge I... the doorman to a duel. Yeah.
0: It was just so well done, though. Like, I didn't care that he wasn't Adora's love interest. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you're gonna kind of go on the nose that he'd be interested in Mermista. Um true. But uh really before we get into Mermista, though, we should we should cover how how Seahawk was actually Introduced because I think S- Star Wars fans would r- really like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and yet, tell us all about it.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, as soon as they get into uh, what was the the name of the
0: uh, SeaWorthy SeaWorthy,
3: sorry, um, as soon as they get there, like you can tell, it definitely has a Cantina vibe to it, um, and even you know some of the aliens are you know, made me think of the Star Wars cantina aliens. Um, And the one we were talking about before this episode um, was Garendon, who is like the guy with like the long snout. And um, he showed up in the first Star Wars movie. Um, Here, there's a character who's like drinking something like when they first walk in, he's kind of like hooded and has this long snout and, very recognizable, I thought. That's the first thing I thought of. Um, but also, when they finally meet Seahawk, where he's sitting, he's kind of in this little alcove, you know? I mean, that's very reminiscent of when they first meet Han Solo in Star Wars. Um, and even some of the dialogue, um, like when, um, you know, Seahawk's talking about um, his qualifications and how, you know, he once ran the 50-click gale breath gauntlet and like 20 clicks or something you know is like very (laughs) similar to the the kessel run you know with the millennium falcon it was awesome it was great
0: Um, and for old fans gale breath also another like um village that was in the old shira show
3: dang i didn't even know that see that's awesome it's like they're throwing it's so many easter eggs i mean star wars fans are happy
4: original yeah, she... shira
3: fans are happy it's like yes. I, I don't know well they should be um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no it was it's was just really well done and you know seahawk's personality he reminds me of like you know he's got some han solo traits in there um the all the bragging that he does i don't know if you guys watched blackadder um, oh yeah <laughs> flash you know that you were character to say out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that reminded me you know and then even um uh the brave and the bold series aquaman they turned that it reminded me of aquaman oh, because they yeah. make him like he sings his you know little songs little shanties and things and yeah, he says just...
2: adventure a lot too doesn't he
3: <laughs> does <laughs> I he think, yeah. i can't remember i think remember. he does but it was i don't know it just it makes seahawk a very likable like well-rounded character i think it's it's awesome
1: that is really cool that they're bringing in references, not just to the original She-Ra, but to other like nerd properties, for lack of a better term. Because uh, a lot of the parents who are going to be watching this with their kids, they may not remember a lot of the fine detail of the original Shira, but they'll notice something like these Star Wars references. Like as soon as that came on the screen, I'm like, oh my God. This is like Star Wars. Like, I couldn't put a finger on every single thing like you did, because I don't know Star Wars nearly as well as you do. But immediately it was recognizable as, oh, they're throwing bones to Star Wars fans right here. This is so cool. And if they're doing it to other series, like the two that you guys just mentioned, maybe later on they'll think of other, you know, just other random nerdy funny things that the parents will pick up on that the kids will just be like, oh, whatever. It's cool or funny, but the parents will be like, oh, ha! I get what they did there. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: cool. Did anyone notice that the barmaid looked like Huntara?
3: Yeah, actually, yeah, <gasps> yeah, she does. I didn't think about that, but you're right.
0: Oh, I have to go back and rewatch that. I did not. I did not pick up on that. She's, She's got like, bulky. yeah,
2: yeah, same color skin, same color hair, same hairstyle ish. <laughs> yeah.
0: Looked very yeah. similar to me. So maybe.
1: Good point. Good eye.
0: Ooh, I'd love it if Hunt Hard is in an episode or two later yes. on in the series. That would be great. I really liked when um Adora challenges Seahawk to an arm wrestling match and she beats him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and you, like without
0: should... she's not Shera, she's just Adora. I
3: know, yeah,
1: like how did she do that? <laughs> I,
0: still I, I, th- I think
4: i was I, I mean i took it obviously i'm not seeing exactly what's happening but i took that as because of all of her training in the freight zone as a horde soldier so okay
1: yeah that makes sense
0: when he says something about like um you know when he's bragging like you you mentioned all those things he was saying like his you know 20 click kessel run and stuff like that um he says something about he arm wrestled um a tyrosaur that's also from the original Shira. it was oh like a little God. a little green or a green dragon looking beast
3: <laughs> that's amazing oh wow, cool
0: yeah what it's detail like that I... oh sorry man.
2: um
3: yeah he he says i think it's right after he says that and how it, it lasted like two weeks or something like the, mm-hmm. the his arm wrestling a uh, match with this guy, and then immediately after, Adora beats him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like right after he starts bragging about it, it's so funny.
1: What were you going to say, Martin?
2: Oh yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> just one detail I noticed in the like the background um, of the I'm just going to call it the cantina <laughs> where they were. Um, <laughs> they had like these little fish lamps, like all the lamps on the walls were like hollowed out fish. Like one was a jellyfish that was glowing. And then another one was like a big fish head that was glowing. And those (laughs) were the lamps. And I just noticed, and I was like, oh, hang on. Are those the lamps? And they were. And I thought that was a very cool little design detail in the background.
1: Wow. I really have to watch this again. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the (laughs) backgrounds. I did not notice that.
0: I know, right? Like I said, I totally watched this episode at least seven times. I did not notice these. I did not pay attention to the Huntara-ish looking person. Yeah. I feel like there's even more Easter eggs in this episode that I could find. Yeah. See,
1: it's hard when it's on Netflix and you can't do like really good screenshots. I mean, you can, but you have to just be real quick with the pause button, and then mm-hmm. you got the stupid play pause bar across the bottom, and you mm-hmm. gotta crop that out, and <laughs> they don't make it easy to get screenshots or make our own cute animated GIFs and fun stuff like this, but at least they're releasing some like short segments on Twitter, so maybe we can play with those in the future, but I don't think they've released one from the Seahawk or the Seagate episode yet.
3: They should.
1: Yes they should.
0: Um I guess we should talk like well wait, <clears throat> excuse me, let me restart that. Like, I guess, like, we should totally, like, talk about, like, Mermista if you want to now. Like, no big deal. Yeah, I I (laughs) guess.
1: um, (laughs) John, if if you'll remember, actually, we should talk about Scorpia first, because we'll (laughs) see her before we meet Mermista.
0: I've just been schooled, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Mermista style.
1: Damn. Mermista drop.
0: I don't know what that means. Anyway. No, is this cause Scorpia loves to give hugs? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love her so much and I don't know why it must be the hugging thing. But and just her personality <laughs> is so not what you expect it to be. Yeah. Like when they're first showing her, she looks so scary, and you're like, oh no, she's gonna be another evil, like shadow weaver type. And then she speaks, and you're like, Oh my god, she's amazing. <laughs>
2: And so much better than classic Scorpia. Cause, yes. <laughs>
1: um,
2: I hated the voice they gave the classic Scorpia. She's so irritated every time she showed up. <laughs> I hated that voice. And I think this one is just like the perfect voice for that character design.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they they really do a lot with her, um, where it's it's like appearances can be deceiving because yeah, you yeah. the way she looks you would think she'd be a certain way but she's totally the opposite mm-hmm. like she's good-natured and gives hugs and <laughs> yeah. um i mean and you find out in a later episode she's actually a princess yes yeah. i mean it's just it's really cool like you know the the show turns a lot of things on its head like you know things you wouldn't expect
1: yes and how she like is kind of trying to mentor Katra uh, a bit now that she's Force Captain, but she keeps making references to things that Katra doesn't know. And she's like, didn't you go through the Force <laughs> Captain training or whatever they it call was it? The, it was in
3: the or Orientation, yeah. orientation that's yeah. It,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like, no, what is that?
0: <laughs> well, it's, I like it too, because it's you can tell Scorpia's motivation in this is Scorpia has no friends. And she desperately wants a friend. And that's Aww. what she's trying to find in Catra. Um, like, you know, obviously she's overcompensating, which I feel like I've seen a lot in real life. Like someone that really wants a friend, they are starting to get a friend. They are, you know, kind of get to the point of annoying because, <laughs> because they're trying to be so helpful. Like even whenever I thought it was funny that like Catra gets seasick on the <laughs> boat. <laughs> and Scorpio's all like, just focus on me. Focus yeah, this <laughs> focus her up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she doesn't understand Katra at all yet <laughs> <laughs> but even later on she doesn't change her behavior based on Katra being a jerk <laughs> just <Mm-mm>. just herself. <laughs> yeah i feel like she i don't know if of any of the characters in the horde that could possibly turn to the good side at some point i could see her potentially doing that
0: Scorpio.
1: Yeah, she's just too nice for the horde. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like she <laughs> well, just there sure. because she used her to fame. be a
0: princess, right? Yeah. Or or is a princess. So I mean, like that would make sense.
2: Well, I think in one of the later episodes, they talk about it was the horde that crashed into Scorpia's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. that was how they recruited like Scorpio's family and that nobody liked her family or something I think is the comment yes. um
0: Aww. so that's interesting
2: that would be good flashback material
1: yeah Yes. oh so I, I want
0: it. that episode
1: gotta mm-hmm. see how they got their runestone. and again like where are Scorpia's parents like is that whole generation just gone
0: good point yeah okay. we don't we don't hear anything about that
1: yeah is hmm. the name of Seahawks' ship important at all? It's like the Dragon's Daughter 3, because he burned the first two. I did not know if Dragon's no. Daughter meant anything in the ori- original. He movie. had
0: the solar sailor in the original show.
1: Okay. Oh,
2: so he, is he just a Game of
0: Thrones fan in the new series? That's really good. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Adventure! Adventure! <laughs> <laughs> It never gets old. <laughs> so, like, Katie, can, like, we talk about Marmista or, like, whatever. and just not going to talk about her. <sighs> like,
1: I guess this is probably the right <laughs> time to do it. Go, go ahead.
0: I love Marmista. She's also one of my favorite characters.
3: Totally. <laughs> yep.
0: I like that her throne room, uh, it, it's, it's probably not the Crystal Falls. I don't know. But it reminds me of the Crystal Falls because, like, she has, like, this seashell she sits in. Now, one would also argue that, like, well, obviously, this is what they're going to make, like, a mermaid's palace to look like. But I don't care. She has waterfalls <laughs> on each side of the, like, you know, the, the, the throne. So it could be the Crystal Falls. Sure. Why not? And there I is- like that her and I like that her guard is also her butler. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> I love that the guard character when he's like miles away when they first arrive, <laughs> and he's like halt, halt, and he's like, he's just up in this tower in the distance, and he's running towards them. <laughs>
1: Amazing. And there is a waterfall like right outside the window because she like stops it at one point to point out the mm-hmm. gate and how it's failing yes. so yeah i could see how it could be crystal falls inspired too
0: well, and it ties everything in because their gate is first one's technology
1: mm-hmm. so
0: you know obviously shira goes to to heal it and i love that scene where Katra tries to make Shira feel bad like you know she's like look I'm the force captain now neener 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 you know <laughs> you 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 left me for this like sword and light show like what are you doing your new friends aren't even here helping you and then boom Seahawk oh. and Mermista or Bow and Mermista excuse me smack Catra down like the little nasty cat she is <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it is still kind of cute that she's trying to convince Adora to come back. It's like she hasn't been able to give up the last of her hope yet at this point. She still thinks there's a chance that Adora's going to come back. Well, yeah, I mean, Shadow Weaver
4: is really pushing for that, too. So she's trying to do her job to some degree.
1: But I I still want to think that it's because she loves Adora and wants her back because she was her bestie for so long.
0: Well, yeah, I think we learn later in the series, Katra um, perhaps is changing her motivations. But I do feel at this point, while yes, I agree th- that Shadow Weaver is pushing this, I still think deep down Catra wants Adora back. Um, she's trying not to want that. Yeah. yeah. I think there's like a conflict going on because Catra realizes that Adora has left of her own free will. It's like Adora has made a decision here. And she even says remember to Shadow Weaver, and it might have been in this episode or the episode before where she says something like, you know, and I'm starting to think maybe Adora had the right idea.
1: Yeah. You're right. About
0: leaving. So, like, I feel like it even has, Catra has doubts. She doesn't seem to like the Fright Zone anyway in that other episode where she's like, I'm so bored. (laughs) Um, You know, I just want to get out and blow things up. Uh, So... (laughs) I think there's there's so many conflicts. They really all again they're fleshing out all of these characters really well. So like, uh, yeah, give it the characters we see the most, right? Adora, uh, Glimmer, Katra. They are really fleshing fleshing their characters out,
1: mm-hmm. giving them
0: multiple layers.
1: And I was I forgot to mention it in the previous episode, but in flowers for she-ra we get the full transformation sequence the long one and then mm-hmm. in the seagate it's like an instant like just oh yeah it starts yes. and then she's she-ra <laughs> and where is like does she do that a lot <laughs> or something
0: yeah like that's new or something she <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 so
1: I, but i like that it's kind of like the old series like sometimes we get the full thing and every once in a while there'd be a shortened version or a different version mm-hmm. um so that's, that's a fun thing for me to watch. Like, oh, how's it different in this episode as opposed to that episode, etc. And the backgrounds in this one, I love the skies. I don't know if y'all paid attention to it at all, but like while they're sailing and then once they get to, um, what's it called? Where Mermis is. Um, Selenius. Selenius. There we go. Like While they're sailing, it's like blue skies with puppy clouds and then it's like sunset. So there's... Pinks and purples with the clouds, and they're just gorgeous. So shout out to whoever drew those backgrounds. Love it. So I feel <laughs> the like sea gate also looks awesome. What was that, Martin?
2: Like the, the design of the sea gate itself, I think was really
0: awesome as well.
3: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. A lot of detail.
0: Well, I want them, I, I'm assuming they will, it's kind of obvious, but like in subsequent seasons to learn about the first ones and their technology, because so much of it, as Entrapta will point out in an, a future episode, is so integrated just into the planet itself, regardless of all these other like aspects like Seagate, you know, Crystal Castle, she Sword, all of this stuff. So it'll be, I'm really interested and hope they delve into that and explain how all of this occurred.
1: Yeah, me too. It's super interesting.
0: And it might even be something as simple as they say, the first ones, you know, settled, migrated from the planet of Eternia and, you know, settled here. That doesn't hurt any, you know, He-Man origin stuff.
1: No. Mm-hmm. It was, I know we didn't see it, but was it implied that there was a rune stone in... The place you just told me that I already forgot where Mermista lives. Selenius? Is. Selenius. <laughs> Selenius. I'm gonna make a note right now. I'm probably gonna spell it wrong, but whatever. Selenius.
0: Well yeah, Mermista would have one.
1: So maybe it was like under the gate. I know like Adora was looking at the wall at some point and trying to figure out how the gate worked. Mm-hmm. And it looked like maybe it was underneath it, so maybe it's underwater.
0: Yeah, and, like, even in the future episodes, like, we don't... Like, Frosta's runestone, right, is, like, in another cavern or something. It's not, like, just hanging out in her throne room.
1: Yeah. But it's also cool, now that I'm thinking about it, that there is the first one's tech in Selenius. haha. Um, ha <laughs> But in Plumeria, there was not. But that also goes along with that town and it just its setting, that it's, like, this natural hippie commune type that they wouldn't have tech
0: around um well yeah and in a future episode i think it's all mushing up in my head but someone was talking about oh it might have been entrapta but i guess it doesn't matter we're talking about elemental princesses versus other princesses um and their runestones so like there's definitely something because i think she said something about um well, only the elemental princesses would lose their powers or, or something like that. Right? Yeah. Right? So, uh, something. So, that, that that's interesting that, d- that even within the princesses, there are going to be different levels of power and runestone usage or something <laughs> or, or other like that. Yeah. Cat- yeah that's a good categories.
4: Point. Categories. Yeah. yeah
0: categories. Definitely. Adora also reads uh, first one language again in this episode. That's how she figures out how to how to fix the seagate.
1: Oh yeah, that's so cool that she can do that. It's like parcel tongue.
0: Yeah. But not-, <laughs> <laughs> not evil and creepy. <laughs> very good. What did that say? Oh, I just said Shira. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that in that other, in that other episode. What's that say? And she's just like, "Shira." <laughs> <laughs> just an aside.
1: I feel like we all need to learn the best friends shanty so we can oh, sing it. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a special master cast version of that sea shanty as uh, friend squad. <laughs>
1: Best friends. I am, I
0: am. Yeah. Well, or that was the other one, right? Oh, Seahawk. We are, we I, am, I am, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, touching moment. Katie, you like these. Um, at the end of the episode, I loved when Mermissa thinks Seahawk is going to, like, ask her on another date or something. And she's like, oh, you always go too far. <laughs> um, what he does, though, is he totally says all that nice stuff about Glimmer. Yes. Finally. Pronouncing her name correctly and not yes. calling her like, you know, Twinkle Pants. Um, <laughs> and he gave that really nice speech on how like she's like a born leader and, you know, you know, Mermista should join the Princess Alliance and all of that stuff. Uh, so we get now the Princess Alliance has Glimmer, Bo, what, Natasha, Spinnerella, Mermista and Perfuma. Yeah. So we're up to six. Awesome. Well, and she Oh, and Shira, good point. Princess of power <laughs> seven.
1: She don't need no rune stone. I guess hers that's is right. her sword. Or... Yeah,
0: that's true. I guess it's in the sword.
1: <laughs> but I did. Okay, I'm sure this was not on purpose because they're common words, and it. But it was just funny to me the the names they call called Glimmer. I made a note of them. <laughs> uh, There's sparkle, <laughs> shimmer, twinkle, and glitter, and two of those have been used in the Rainbow Bright property over the years. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it's just coincidence but shimmer was a, a name used in the 2009 reboot and twinkle is twink's new name in the comic but they call him twink anyway just
0: well but see aside. it's they they make references <laughs> they don't even know about exactly probably, and that yeah. it makes you smile right so it's like everyone can find so much enjoyment in this show they just need to watch it yes. yeah
4: with an open right. mind Yes. Mm -hmm. Wild theory, throwing this out there. Uh, I only thought of this just now, so uh, be kind, because there might be (laughs) holes in it. But, (laughs) just came to me. We've been speculating on uh, all sorts of things that we don't know enough about yet, but uh, going back to these these runestone things that are all over the place. And, uh, Katie, I think you were the one that just made me think of this when you were saying, like, oh, she doesn't need... A redstone, right? She's got Mm -hmm. the the sword or whatever. For the honor of Greyskull is what she says to turn into She-Ra, just like always. What if those stones were all uh, from Greyskull that got brought to Eternia, and she's pulling from all of them when she becomes She-Ra? Ooh. (gasps) Ooh.
0: jinx katie and was that martin the delayed Ooh. i was the
1: delayed gasp
0: <laughs> i like that even if that's not uh what it is i think they should use that because i like it
1: well i mean getting ahead of ourselves a little but in the entrapped or later it's not the entrapta episode it's later on with entrapta she talks about how Etheria was basically a terraformed planet and they put those runestones there to I guess help terraform it or whatever so yeah they absolutely I mean they had to come from somewhere so why not Eternia I think that's a great theory
0: well and one of my favorite moments of the entire series is episode one when at right at the end when light hope says will you fight for the honor of Call? yes just love it it's so good <laughs> thank you thank you for that scene it's a perfect way it was just a perfect way for me to reinforce her her chant by keeping it and without explaining what grayscale was yeah because it still works like the way they set it up like <clears throat> she's like remember adora was something like you know what's a grayscale? i don't
4: understand and light hope is like you will <laughs> 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 Which is, I take that as a promise that at some point we will get some of these answers. Like, Yes. You know, essentially, Light Hope promises the audience that we will have them eventually. So.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Well, any other final thoughts on those uh, two episodes?
1: Adventure!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty well. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think there's just one last thing you have to do shadow I have to do yes <laughs> okay. you need to set this podcast on fire <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I forgot about boat or, uh, Seahawks new boat and then yeah. the butler guard guy just like breaks a champagne bottle
4: on her. Right? Oh, yes. that was hilarious. That was so and I, good. Was... tells him not to set it on fire and he's like, no promises. Yes. <laughs> but I like
3: how his, his eyes get all like sparkly and he's like, It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: the writing, acting, direction of this episode, I think, overall. It's the most entertaining. I feel yes. a later episode is the, maybe the best episode of the series, given the content and like emotional aspect of the series. Mm-hmm. But this episode just hits each mark, like one after the other. Yeah, like it's just all around, it's just a really yes.
3: good episode. Yes.
1: Do we know, like, I'm, I'm sure it says at the beginning of each episode who the writer was, but so far have they been written by the same person?
0: No, no, no. Like, um, like example, Sword Part 1 and 2 was Noelle um, Stevenson. Um, who did the Seagate? Ugh, Most I don't of them were written
4: by the same guy, though, because my, my mom was commenting on that. She actually has watched, at least as of the last time I talked to her about it, which was like a week ago, she had watched all the way up through Episode 7 and was loving the series. So
1: Nice.
4: Well, I just looked it up. The writer for Flowers for she is Josie
0: Campbell, and the writer for The Seagate is Sonia Warfield.
1: Okay. Well, good job to y'all.
4: <laughs> <Excellent>.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should probably like make note of that in future episodes, so we give credit where it's due. <laughs>
0: yes, especially when they do an excellent job. Yep. Yes. yes. Well, are we done?
4: I think we are. I think so. Well, okay. I don't know. Have you set the podcast on fire yet?
0: Well, we better say goodbye to the listeners first. And as all good Eternians and Ethereans say,
2: good. Good. good.
1: I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I love I love what Seahawk, what she, what Glover says that to him, and he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god.
3: <laughs>